Hello and welcome to Empire Builders, the place for entrepreneurs, business owners and experts who want to build an epic empire. I'm Nick James and thanks for joining me here today. Hey, hey, how you doing? Nick James here. Welcome to another episode of Open and Real Q&A with Nick J. We're on episode 12, I believe, and today we've got a new man behind the camera and asking questions. Dylan is the man this week. Say hello to everyone, Dylan. Hello. Um, so let's get stuck in. What's the first question? So your first question comes from Casey Ann Sharp. Yep. And it's, what is the worst thing you have had to recommend? Rap, uh, reprimand a team member for I thought you were saying what's the worst thing you've had to rap <laughs> I was like to be fair I have been known to chuck a few bars out in the karaoke but I probably shouldn't share that what's the worst thing I've had to reprimand a team member for um, you know what I didn't have to reprimand somebody for I've just thought of the answer but um, what I was going to share is I didn't have to reprimand somebody for this, but the worst thing that happened, um, I had a team member years ago that left the company, um, stole the database and sold it to somebody else, which is pretty bad. Um, and, you know, the, I think these things are all lessons. So obviously then took measures uh, from that lesson so that going forward, you know, we had more restrictions placed upon access to data and things like that but yeah back then i wasn't aware of that risk really um worst thing i've had to reprimand a team member for um i'm not sure i can tell you who the team member is although some will probably guess um we did have a team member probably 18 months ago two years ago actually put their fist through a wall in the office <laughs> dylan's nodding his head and smiling so he knows who it is um yeah so i had to barely serious conversation with said team member. Next one. Next question comes from Andrew Athenos, and it's, uh, were there any close to the Mark Encounters with a well-known guest blatantly flirted with you? <laughs> That's caught me off guard. Were there any, I, I guess what he's asking, have we ever had speakers? Speakers or podcast, podcast guests, guests, I guess. Flirting with me? You know what? Um, like either one of two things is happening here. Either I'm not very attractive because I don't really ever get anyone flirting with me or my senses are that off that I'm just not aware of it. But I'm pretty sure that I've not had a guest, speaker, podcast guest, even client. I, I can't recall anyone like blatantly flirting. Fun story. Um, I need to be careful with this one. Let's say a former colleague of mine many years ago um, once had a full-on stalker, like full-on. It was a client, and they were full-on, like, bombarding with emails and texts and showing up at events and all sorts, full-on stalker. This has never happened to me. Like I said, either I'm not aware um, or I'm just not very attractive, one of the two. <laughs> Don't know. Um, Next question. Next question. These are, these are weird questions, by the way. Yeah. The community is weird weirder so by the week. Um, I quite like it in a bizarre way. Go for it. This is a good one. It's a bit longer. This one comes from Helen Plan. It's, do you think the lazy influencer culture should be cancelled or do you think it's a culture that generally inspires people to be authentic and stores a good work ethic into society? And then in a 
The caption just called meaning lazy influence people who buy spam and bot accounts to make them look more successful than they really are. The only way is to Essex, Love Island culture, things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I think the, um, I suppose we're talking about the influencer culture, the social media influencer culture as a whole. Um, I feel there are a lot of positives about the social media culture as a whole. Um, for example, there are loads, but I'm going to give you a couple of examples. Um, my son, who's 13, nearly 14, my oldest son, Zach, um, he has access to high quality content around mindset, around wealth building, around entrepreneurship that we never had at that age. Um, you know, I went to a lot of Tony Robbins seminars when I was a kid, so I was very fortunate, but like there was no social media. You couldn't learn from, you know, people like Marie Forleo or Gary Vaynerchuk or David Goggins in, you know, 1990. Uh, those people weren't as accessible as they are now. So I do think that there's a lot of positives around the social media culture um, because it makes good quality information more accessible. The downside, and I think what the question's relating to is like the culture of you can basically just buy followers to build up this perception of personal brand. Um, yeah, I, I don't like it, but the fact is um, there's always going to be people in any industry, in any business, to try and cheat the system. And that's all it is. It's basically, I want to pretend that I have greater influence than I do. Um, but it's not really going to work because if you've bought all the likes and all the followers or whatever, and then you put out some kind of message or um, marketing campaign, you're not going to get a response because the people aren't actually interested in your content, in what you do. They're just like... They're just bought followers. So ultimately, it's it's a vanity metric. Um, and I really believe that. Like You can check out all my socials. They're not particularly impressive. I think we've got 8,000-odd on Instagram. and um, uh, We've probably got, I think, on Facebook, personal, on Maxed on Friends. But on the page, it's not particularly impressive. I think we've got maybe 12,000 or something on LinkedIn. So it's not particularly impressive, but it's because... I, I see it as a vanity metric. I don't see it as really meaning anything. Um, are there people who have built up wildly successful businesses without any social media? Yes. Are there people that have built up vast social media followings that don't have a successful business and don't monetize it? Yes. So the two aren't actually directly linked and related. They are not, not, not to say that you can't build a successful business on the back of a big personal brand on Instagram or LinkedIn or Facebook or whatever, or TikTok, um, you can, but it's not a prerequisite for success. So I'm not that interested in it, um, but I do think the fact that you can essentially cheat the system is not a good thing, but ultimately you'll never have long-term success if you try and cheat the system in anything, whether that's in social media following, whether it's in business, whether it's in sport, you're not going to have long-term sustained success. Any success you have will be short-lived. Um, I'll give you a, a specific case in point for the social media influencer thing. Let's say, for example, you buy social media followers and now you've got 100,000 followers and now on Instagram. And now all of a sudden, because you've got 100,000 followers, you start to get opportunities for sponsorship deals and you get a company that pays you 20 grand um, for sponsored content on your Instagram channel. Um, you take the 20 grand and you do sponsored content they get no return on that investment because the followers aren't real. 
they're not going to give you 20 grand again. You've got a one-time win of 20 grand, but you've lost long-term because they're never going to touch you again. And so uh, uh, for me, much better to um, build slowly, but surely and legitimately, um, that'll give you much better long-term success, in my opinion. Um, next question. So this one's a bit of a curveball. Um, the ask to remain anonymous, and it's, is it true you once lost a game of golf to a one-legged man? Is it true that I once lost the game of golf to a one-legged man? Um, I only just worked out what this question actually was. So I've never lost a game of golf to a one-legged man. However, I did lose a game of golf to Adam when he was basically playing on one leg. So he still had two legs, but one, um, and by the way, we should get the image and edit it into the video here. Um, Ad's got an image of him playing golf on one leg, basically, where his entire one leg, left leg at that, which is like the one where you bear all the weight when you're playing golf, that whole leg is like strapped up um, and he can't bear any weight on it whatsoever. And yes, he legit beat me and Matt Elwell. I'm going to throw him under the bus as well. At the same time, the three of us played, um, I think it was at Fulford Heath Golf Club where Matt was a member at the time. Um, and Ad took the money um, on one leg. But I tell you what, he's a hell of a player, Ad. He knows how to get the ball around and his short game's a joke. So um, yeah, he beat me and Matt comfortably on one leg. Beware injured golfers is the old adage. Hey, real quick, I just want to take a minute to tell you about something really exciting we've got coming up here at Expert Empires. When I speak with my clients, with my fellow business owners, entrepreneurs, there are three key areas I'm hearing people want and need help in. The first one is mindset. How do you overcome the blockages, the barriers, the negative thoughts that inevitably come with running a business? The second one is marketing. Like what's working right now when it comes to generating more leads, more opportunities, more inquiries for your business. And then the third one is money. When you build a successful business, what do you do with your money? How do you save on tax? How do you um, invest to build long-term permanent wealth? And I've got a number of different advisors and consultants that I go to for advice in these areas. What I've done is put together a brand new private two-day event where I'm bringing my advisors, the consultants, the mentors that I go to, bringing them together to advise you for the first time ever in these three areas. To get all the event details and to find out how you can purchase your ticket at the best possible deal, click the link in the description of this episode. So next question, come, this is the final question we have. This comes from Alexis Kingsbury. Yes. Um, it says, I know a salon owner who sadly had to close up shop but was too embarrassed to let their clients know. So if people showed up for appointments to find the place closed, resulting in them being featured in the local news, yeah. what's the most trouble your ego has landed you in? <laughs> okay. Um, first of all, Alexis, great question. And um, those who are at Expert Empires know what a legend Alexis is. Gave a great presentation on AI and the future of tech and how it affects business. Um, what's the... Repeat that last bit to me. What's the... What's the most trouble your ego has well, by the way, um, every time I've landed myself in trouble, it's always been my ego. Um, it's always been my own fault. It's always been me making a stupid decision or saying something I regret. And that normally comes from the ego part of us. Um, but the most trouble that my ego's ever landed me in, um, I would say definitely, I think I've shared this story before on this podcast, 
um, when uh, when we first um, like the pandemic started, um, we had five hundred and eight people that bought tickets to an Expert Empires event, which was happening at the end of March twenty twenty, um, and my ego didn't want to a um, cancel the event. B, give in to the pressure that I was being put under to cancel or postpone the event. Um, and then C, didn't want to be wrong and didn't want to admit I was wrong. Um, and yeah, that landed me in short term, a lot of trouble. Dil, you weren't part of the team then, were you? Um, so you don't remember, but a lot of the team who are here now, I'm sure you've heard the stories. We were getting, like you sometimes think you have a bad day in client experience. You weren't here for the worst day in client experience history when we had like over a hundred people um, in a day, get your head around that. Like, you, look, right now we might get look the odd um, ticket holder that has a, a bit of a bit of a moan before an event for whatever reason or after an event for whatever reason. But you know, in general, we're fairly good. We had over a hundred people in a day, email, phone, or send us a message or comment on social posts. I counted. There was over a hundred in a twenty-four hour period. Um, complaining, slating me because I basically refused to postpone the event. And that was my ego that got us in. And not just me, also created a lot of problems for the team. Um, and actually, great lesson that came out of it. And I shared this with um, one of my clients earlier this week. Um, when I realized that the situation was far more dire than I'd realized, I'm not really accounted for previously. Um, I realized I've made a mistake. But what I didn't do was I didn't react. So I realized I made a mistake and then I deliberately did not say anything for 24 hours. And the reason I didn't say anything for 24 hours, and I think there's a good lesson in this, was anything that I would have said then straight away would not have been thoroughly thought out. It would have been a knee-jerk reaction. And so therefore I wouldn't have been bringing my best energy, my best thinking, my best communication to the table to solve this massive problem that my ego had created. Um, and so what I did was I didn't say a thing for 24 hours publicly. I spent 24 hours um, internalizing the whole thing, deciding what I could do, asking myself some great questions, meeting with the senior members of my team, going, what are we gonna do about this? And coming up with a really solid strategy for how we're gonna overcome the problem. Um, and then after a 24 hour period of silence, which by the way, I mean, there was three days till the event, 24 hours is quite a long time. Um, I then um, put out a video and basically said, look, hold my hands up. I've misjudged this. I apologize. So first of all, hold my hands up, admit that I was wrong, which my ego really didn't want to do, but I think it was the right thing to do. And here's what I'm now going to do to make this right for you. One, um, we're postponing the event to a future day. We'll do it as soon as we can with all the same speakers that you've, that you've bought tickets to see. Two, we're still going to run the event anyway, but all online. And you get to come to that online event for free. You don't have to pay anything extra. So you're essentially getting an online version and the live version of the event for no extra cost. We're also going to upgrade your ticket for free to the next live event. So if you bought VIP, you get Elite. If you bought Elite, you get all areas and so on. So we're going to add more value to you. So I basically just stack loads of additional value on. Um, and I think in the end, out of 508 people of which probably about a hundred ish had been really, you know, like loud in their displeasure and complaints. I think we, we actually ended up refunding 
It was single figures, like three or four people, something like that, Matt's. Um, I don't remember how many it was, but it wasn't significant. And that was really just because they were still being arsy and I was like, just give them the money back and then they've got nothing to moan about, quite frankly. Um, but yeah, uh, so I feel like my ego got me into that mess, um, but also it took, um, I, I needed the team around me to challenge me and tell me what they thought and they thought I was making a mistake. That was really valuable. I think surrounding yourself with people that will challenge you and that are not just yes people that's really important and then also um getting your ego out of the way and being willing to listen to that feedback and then internalize it and make a better decision um because uh, I, I was listening to uh tony robbins audiobook recently called money master the game um and he was um sharing uh, a conversation that he'd had with i think it was general norman schwarzkopf um uh, who's obviously like a um, very famous veteran military veteran um, and, uh, you know, renowned leader of people. Um, and he basically said, look, as a leader, um, there's three types of decisions you can make. The best decision you can make is the right decision, of course, and we will do our best to make the right decision. The, the second best decision we can make is the wrong decision. But the worst decision we can make is the third type, which is no decision at all. And so sometimes you've just got to make a decision in the absence of having all the information even if you get it wrong, you can then change your approach, which is what I did, rather than just going, I'm, I'm going to do nothing. Um, so I feel like that's um, that's what I did to, you know, um, solve the problem that was created by my ego. And by the way, I probably could have given you another 50 examples. That was just the one that was the biggest one uh, that was most significant and front of mind. Um, that's the final question. I've got a couple more. I'll oh, keep going. Well, you do one more. One yeah. more. Let's do one. So um, this question comes from Helen Plant. And it's yeah. what experience have you had dealing with different tax systems? Oh, um, what experience have I had dealing with different tax systems? So um, I've always operated companies in the UK. I've never operated an offshore overseas company, so I can't really speak to that at all. Um, so, you know, I've always dealt with, of course, as we all have to, HMRC, and the UK tax system, both from a company, UK limited company perspective, and from a personal tax perspective. Um, so yeah, I mean, essentially, you know, we pay our VAT, we pay our corporation tax, I pay my income tax. Um, are there ways in which I structure things to try and be more tax efficient? Yes, um, I'm certainly not gonna dive into those here because I am not an expert on that. Um, but I think that as a, um, as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, you would um, you'd be naive to not explore how you can be most tax efficient. Um, so I certainly think it's well worth doing that. But yeah, I'm I'm not a, certainly not an expert on um, various different tax systems, structures, setups, um, international tax. I've got people that I I go to for advice on those things, but yeah, I'm not an expert. Right, um, that concludes episode 12 of Open Real Q&A. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Thanks, Dill. How was it being in the hot seat for the first time? I liked it. Good. Fun. Well, well, I think we'll have you back. You did a good job. So um, thanks everyone for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Um, uh, if you watch on YouTube, post any comments or questions you want to raise for future episodes below. Um, you can also email any questions you've got in. They still come into JAV, J-A-V at expertempires.com. That's JAV, J-A-V at expertempires.com. 
any questions you want to put forward for future episodes of this podcast, then please put them forward and we'll get them answered. Thanks for tuning in. See you soon. Okay, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening to Empire Builders. Please subscribe, leave us a review on Apple, on Spotify, on other platforms, and uh, share the love, tell your friends. Remember, till next time, the more you connect, the more you collect. Thank you.